Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Nicole Marie to the show. And before I bring her on, I just want to tell you a little more about her. Nicole is an intuitive guide and holistic life coach on a mission to help everyone shine their light fully, claim their power, and live the life they have always dreamed of. She spent 10 years as a midwife and three years studying with a shaman, guiding women through the physical and emotional birth process, rebirthing their lives and themselves in the process. She has a brilliant way of taking everyday occurrences and turning them into rituals and sacred moments. She's obsessed with helping others get unstuck, connect to their intuition, and discover how they want their lives to feel. So welcome, Nicole, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yes, I'm so excited. And and I, we just were talking a little bit before the show. You are calling from the Seattle, Washington area, which I absolutely love. So, and I love the energy up there. So, I know this is going to be an awesome show. I just know it. Absolutely. Of yes. course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. So, mm-hmm. before we like dive, 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 I want you to be able to share a little bit more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to share that journey. It has been uh it's been a journey in the last couple of years. I had dreamed of being a midwife for many years before I decided to make the leap and set my path on 5 years of schooling and thought that in that process, it would bring me all of the feelings that I wanted to feel in my life. And I worked diligent and hard and as a single mom, worked my way through school and then set on my path of being an out-of-hospital midwife. I worked in a really busy birth center. And the unfortunate part is, is that I burned out really quickly. Hmm. And... I, my life felt, I felt stuck. I felt stuck in where I was because I still had $100,000 in student loan debt. And I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? How, Mm -hmm. where do I go now? I've created this life for myself that I thought would really feed me. And in a lot of ways it did. But the physical exhaustion and the ways that I had to push my body beyond what I was capable of holding and doing really took its toll in the long term. Mm -hmm. So I had to get out of my own damn way to just realize, you know what, I don't have to live this, I don't have a choice. I have a choice to not continue to live this way and I knew that in the long run, it was going to extremely damage my health, my well-being, and my family. And I made a really difficult choice to um, step out of midwifery 
And I feel lucky that I had, right when I began my journey actually working as a midwife, I had, before I started working there at that particular place, I studied, started studying with a shaman. And in that first year, I, I was there and I took in the information, but I was not really able to implement a lot of the information that I took in during that time because it was my first year of Practicing, and I was trying to figure out, okay, now how do I actually work as this midwife and hold this immensely um, important and sacred space for women? And so I used some of the some of the information I learned along the way from the shaman with how to hold space and working with ancestors and allies and power animals and things like that. But I didn't really fully use it to the capacity that I realized I had all of these gifts and tools and wisdom that as I stepped out of midwifery, I thought, you know what, this is how I can get my life back on track. And so I started leaning back into a lot of the sacred and spiritual tools that I had been taught and started using them in my own life over the last year to create and build a business that centered around that for myself and also how to help guide women along that path as well. That's great. I, and I, I love the analogies that come out of the work that you've done, that birthing, um, because mm-hmm. isn't, isn't, uh, business ownership kind of like birthing five million babies? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. And oh then my stop. goodness. Yes, it is. And it's, it's such, such a journey. Oh my goodness. And, and also the, I'm so fascinated with shamanism. Um, I got to interview, uh, someone who had also gone through a, a lot of training in that, um, a few months ago and just picked his brain. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I just love the, the spiritual side of, of that and the, and the mm-hmm. rituals that come from, from those wonderful ancient practices. So I'm always so interested to talk with people who have training in that because I don't, but I'm so, I just, I'm so drawn to it. Yeah, absolutely. I have always been as well. I've always been someone from the moment that my, my last baby was born, which was 18 years ago now. Um, I had her in a hospital and it was a very unsacred moment. It was a very non, um, there was no reverence for that experience, and that mm-hmm. really catapulted my life in a lot of ways. It, it set me down the midwifery path, but it also has set me on a journey of really trying to make those, of course, really great big experiences in life sacred, but even finding the little sacred moments in everyday things and how rituals can be made out of, out of any experience. And so that's really what I've spent the last year doing is trying to blend a lot of the ancient native wisdom that was passed down to me and also make it so really applicable for mm-hmm. for the everyday person because not most of us can't choose to spend an hour sitting outdoors in meditation every day and then making sure our food is cooked in the perfect way from Whole Foods and you know, and then we, you know, sit inside and maybe meditate or do some yoga, and then we go make sure we get our exercise on. And uh, you know, it's our, a full-time job live. to be healthy. <laughs> it is a full-time job. It's it's a lot. So I try and find ways to just try and ignite women to think about little the little ways that they can tweak and change and keep giving them new ideas, so that there's different ways to bring more 
connection and clarity to their own lives so they can start really hearing their own inner wisdom, their own inner truth. I think that we all have the ability to be our own gurus and so much of our society has taught us to distrust our our own inner voices mm-hmm. and I want to help women reclaim that that voice and so I use a lot of different tools like using the, the tarot deck and leaning in, into animal medicine and doing guided meditations and things that really just help ignite women to wake that part of themselves back up again so they can find really their own path and so sometimes I link arms with them and we do it together and sometimes I'm just the one that's out there chopping down the brush ahead of us and they're mm-hmm. just following right behind. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's great. I, there's so much to be said for that and, and your story of that physical exhaustion because I think um, sometimes we, we get kind of these, um, oh gosh, these these ideas of what overwhelm or burnout look like. Um, and I, I'm going to just give a personal example. When my mom passed away almost four years ago, my mm-hmm. grief was physical more than emotional, mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting that. So I think mm-hmm. that um, we have kind of these ideas of what things are supposed to look like, and then when they look like something different, it can be hard to recognize it. That's so true. It's so true. Our our bodies are a very delicate balance, and burnout can happen on many levels and in many different ways. Um, and I, it, one of the things that I've learned over the last year and really recognized about myself, too, is how much of an empath I am and how much I can really sense and feel other people's energy. Mm-hmm. And that was something that being with clients, um, at the end of a at the end of the day and seeing, you know, multiple people throughout the day, I was exhausted by the end mm-hmm. of those days where my my counterparts and the other midwives were just functioning just fine. And I was mm-hmm. like, why am I so exhausted? And it was because on such a deep emotional level I was feeling and picking up everyone else's energy along the way and it really wiped me out, and I've had to learn some really important tools to really make sure that I keep other people's energy and really disconnect from other people's energy after I've spent time with people yeah, so that I don't burn out. I, I totally agree. I so appreciate that you brought that up because a, a lot um, a lot of the people that I come in contact, it, it's one of those things that you don't really think about it until someone brings it up. About mm-hmm. we, we know that we can get depleted from our own emotions, our own experiences, and the things going on around us, but we don't often think about how other people's energy influences us. And as people um, like you, I am also a healer, and most of the people in my tribe and most of the people I connect with and network with are in that same boat, so to speak, of having like these major callings, and we just, we we help people in, in ways that we have also needed to be helped. And there's a lot of... Um, a lot vested in that for us and we we feel things on a very very deep level and we're very sensitive to energies and so it's really important to to understand that sometimes we may feel depleted emotionally or physically or spiritually not because of of stuff that's 
pertaining to us, but it might be like you said that we have taken on. And and do you have you kind of figured out a way to distinguish that? Because I know people have different ways of doing that, and some people are still trying to figure out how do I know if it's mine or if it's somebody else's. That's a really good question. I think I'm still in the process where it takes me a little bit of digging through and uncovering. Most of the time, I, I'm at the place now where I've figured out how to keep my energy contained enough and making sure that I almost literally as if I'm cutting um, with some energetic scissors, like cutting yes. ties mm-hmm. between, um, between clients, between friends, between people when I, when I think of them or when I've worked with them just to make sure that my energy stays as complete and contained as possible. So I feel it happening less than it did before. Yeah. But sounds, sounds like you take precautionary measures. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. otherwise I would still be exhausted. And right. I, I'm not willing to do that anymore. <laughs> I I respect that. You know, we, we have so much to do in this life and so many people to serve that – it's important for us to take care of ourselves and to, um, in, in the process of making sure that we are at uh, full capacity to do so as much of the time as possible. It's so very true. One of the, um, in a program that I have, there's a, we work with some animal medicine and buffalo is an, is an animal that we are working with this month. And the animal medicine is really looking at we've lived in a society that has been all about warrioring and we've warriored through raising our children and working and school and we're finally coming to a place where we are starting to say, you know what, it's okay to ask for help mm-hmm. and it's okay to receive and that's really, it's been great to really work with um, the Buffalo Medicine this month for myself as well to just remind myself that it's so important that I allow myself to receive as much as I give out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it does begin to come from a place of depletion. There's yes. there's no way you can continue to give and give and give without accepting help, without finding support systems, without leaning in and finding your tribe so that you can be lifted up when you need that support and to, ask, and to learn how to ask for it. And that's really a big one for a lot of people. It is. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is a theme that has been coming up in so many of my conversations over the last, well, a long time. But I'd say more (laughs) so in the last maybe six months. Yeah, for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think what happens for me is the things, the lessons that I need to learn, I just start noticing them more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just pop up in my conversation. So I love that you brought that up because a, a lot of us do have a difficult time asking for help because it's not only asking for help, but like you said, it's also being able to receive it because those are two entirely different things. Um, yes. So we need to be able to distinguish that and, and understand that in order for us to give our best selves, we do have to take a beat to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and to allow other people to support us as well, which is can be a life a lifelong learning lesson for many of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I and I think that my my passion has come from not wanting women to get to the place where I was at, where yeah. where we're 
so burnt out mm-hmm. that we can't even physically function anymore yeah. um, or we don't function very well on, on any level. And I don't, I don't want women to wait until they're there to then look back and go, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I could have right. done this differently. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm with you. I, I don't want people to <laughs> suffer through some of the things that I have. It's like there is an easier way, people. Um, and, and some of us need to learn those lessons the hard way. That's just kind of yeah. how it goes. But there are people like you and me out there who are like, you know what? <laughs> Here's a detour. <laughs> Yeah. How about we go this route? And, and I, I love that you have all these other tools. When you were talking about animal medicine, that that is something that I um, started asking for help with because I started getting animal signs from my mom after she passed. Mm-hmm. And so it was mm-hmm. really interesting to kind of learn what some of those things were about. You know, my mom sending mm-hmm. me messages from beyond. And um, so I I love learning about that and how that can help um, with, with our process as well. Absolutely. There's so many, you know, it's a sign. There's so many signs all around us. It's really about just slowing down and beginning to pay attention to what animals are, what messages are trying to come through, what what spirits are trying to communicate with us, what animals are showing up that have potentially something to teach us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's all about slowing down and paying attention and then looking into, you know, what, what does that mean? What is it? What is the, how, how can this support me in my journey at this point in time? Yes, that is it. How how can it support me? Because the the lessons really are there, um, mm-hmm. but when we're too overwhelmed or stuck or exhausted <laughs> beyond belief, it's very difficult to, you know, it's kind of that hierarchy of needs. If I can't even, like, pick myself up to go to the bathroom, how the frick am I going to pay attention to this animal that just walked by and, you know, derives some meaning from that on an existential level. Like, it's just like, who the frick cares? I got to pee. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's it's nice to have those reminders that, that it's okay to, to take a minute, because I think we also need to give ourselves permission to slow down and to take that time, because it can, it can get to the point where it's so hard to slow down once you're on kind of that wheel uh, so to speak, of the, like, I call it kind of like the speeding train. You know, like, let me off of this thing. And, and how, how do mm-hmm. we, how do we get to that point of first being able to recognize that we need to slow down? And then how can we actually, uh, slow down? How do we do that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Laughter. That's, the, that's the question, right? How, how do we do that? I, I think one of the most important things I do for myself and I encourage all of my clients to do is months ahead, you get out your Sharpie and your calendar and you book in your self-care days. Like, these are the days that nothing else gets booked. Mm -hmm. Period. End of discussion. Like, that, at least planning them out and putting them in then forces you to take that time. And even if you can't get to it until three months from now, then you schedule one in three months and four months and five months and every month they're on out and find that time to create a better balance. And even in the chaos, there can be a little more balance in the chaos. Or, you know, if you're 
completely depleted and you have no energy at all. Finding the balance in that space as well. It doesn't have to be completely equal, um, but just finding finding some sort of way to create a bit of balance in those in those spaces. Right, and also it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Like if you can't even book a day for three months for yourself, then mm-hmm. you might not be able to book an entire day. So mm-hmm. maybe it's, you know, start with five minutes, start with, you know, a yeah. half an hour, that kind of a thing. It, and it's it's amazing what you can find time for when it's a priority. Absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna Absolutely. I was gonna keep talking, but I'm like, no, I need to pause for reverence here because that was a very profound profound statement. Is is we do. We find we find time for Facebook. We yep. find time to browse the internet looking at things that have absolutely no relevance to our lives. We yep. have time for television or Netflix or mm-hmm. whatever it is that distracts us and yet mm-hmm. we complain about feeling exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. So it also involves taking, like, putting mm-hmm. putting the big girl and the big boy pants on and saying, mm-hmm. if I want it to be different, then I have to choose different. Yes, absolutely. It's exactly it. That's one of the number one things I always do with my clients, almost first and foremost. It's like, what are your top three priorities in your life right now? And they don't have to be, these, aren't, these don't have to be your forever priorities, but in the next month, two months, three months, what are your priorities? And everything that comes at you gets measured by these priorities. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, if it's not going to feed these things like time with family or taking better care of yourself or, you know, working on this project to work, if it's not those three things, you say no to it for three months and make those your priorities and find the time. And you'll find the time. If you make them your priorities, you will find the time. It's true, yeah. It's, and I think it, it helps to kind of tap into what will I get if I take better care of myself? Like that's right. one of the questions that I love to to ask as well because we don't know, you know, it's kind of one of those, yeah, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to exercise, blah, 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 blah. You know, like we're, we're so used yeah. to hearing that, to saying that to ourselves. We're so used to breaking promises to yeah. ourselves that it's kind of yeah. like we have to have that buy-in and that investment in order to do it. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, it's like rearranging the way we think about our everyday lives. What if we made our everyday lives feel more like our vacations do? Like why why yeah. create a life that we need a vacation from? <laughs> right. Not that we all don't want to travel and get away, but like why make your life feel so stressful and overwrought with things to do that don't bring you joy? Mm-hmm. that you want a vacation from your own life? Very good question. <laughs> what if we just build our lives around making them feel the way we want them to feel? Like, right. I want a life that feels free to me, and that was one thing that being a midwife did not allow me to feel free. I felt stuck and tied down, and so I've created a business around doing it when I want to do it and being able to schedule clients when I want to schedule clients and working on projects when I want to work on them is completely based around me feeling free and just that shift right there and knowing that about myself and discovering that about myself mm-hmm. helps re- me acknowledge and realize how much joy that that brings me to be able to have that freedom in my life. 
Yeah, it's it's important, and that's a priority to you. Yep, absolutely. That was a life-changing revolution to really get, you know, Danielle Laporte's The Desire Map book really just totally changed my whole view on how I wanted my life to be because I was done being and doing, and I wanted to start feeling and figuring out what it, how it was important for me to feel and Divining a life around that is is magic. And it's interesting because our society really teaches us about the shoulds. This is what you should do, so you should go to school, <laughs> then you should do this and this. You know, and I followed that, too. I followed in my mm-hmm. mom's footsteps. I, you know, got my bachelor's degree. I got married. I had a child. And I also was in a bad marriage. So I'm like, I was exactly following my mom's plan. And I'm like, well, she spent 19 years in a bad marriage. I'm like, after year five, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> so I decided to break that cycle at that point. And then from then Good for on, you. Yeah, from then on, my life has not been um, a straight path. I, I, it's been one of those windy, windy, you know, there's no straight path from point A to point B in my life at all. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have it mm-hmm. any other way because I've had so many wonderful experiences and opportunities that wouldn't have come if I were closed off to life having to be a certain way. Mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I call you and I, we're soul seekers. We're, we're, we are not the ones, well, we may have been the ones that are like, okay, this is what I'm going to do my entire life. But we're the ones that amble on these paths that lead us one place and we follow our intuition and it leads us another. But it takes us on such an adventurous journey that I think we have way more fun. <laughs> It, I think that's true. I, I think that we have – there's also opportunity with that type of life, um, and I'll speak for myself, um, to yeah. have a lot more opportunity for fear and for mm-hmm. self-doubt and for, like, I, you know, all these things to kind of crop up to um, paralyze us. So we also have to continue committing to that life, continue making decisions, continue taking actions – toward the life that we desire so that we don't um, stay stagnant. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think even for myself, it's like the big dreams that I have for myself, yeah, it scares me to death sometimes. Yeah. But it's like yeah. I, I want it bad enough that I'm willing to keep walking through the fears that come mm-hmm. up every little bit along the way to get me to get me there. Well, that, yeah, that just says totally it all right it. there, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. So if, <laughs> if what you want scares you so much that you are willing to face that fear to walk through the fire, then you yeah. know that's what you're here to do. Yep, exactly. So, yay! How awesome is that? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> Well, wonderful. I'm looking at the time, and we are almost out of time, if you can believe it. Um, it always wow. goes so fast. Um, but I want to make sure that, that my audience knows how to get in touch with you, Nicole, if they have any questions, want to learn more about animal medicine or any of the things that you shared today. Absolutely. You can find me at www.createwithsoul.com. 
and I do card readings. I do many different shamanic um, rituals and ceremonies. I work one-on-one with clients, helping people get clarity and inspiration to really live the life that they most desire and dream of. And I also have a program called Mystics Apothecary, and you can find out about that at mysticsapothecary.com. And that is a seasonal program, so we will be opening up the spring season April 1st. And each month you get, we're working with each of the major arcana cards of the tarot. We're working with a power animal, spirit animal medicine, one each month. I've got someone that's contributing some crystal healing wisdom each month. I've got someone doing some seasonal food, medicinal food, um, medicine and recipes each month. And we do exploration calls twice a month. And they get a spirit animal coloring page because everybody's into coloring these days. So they get a coloring page for the animal that we're working with. Um, and a guided meditation. So it's really, it's your one-stop shop for all things delving into the woo area of life um, in one place. And so I really wanted people to start learning how to use the tools that I've used in my own life to help them find their own clarity, their own intuition, and their own inner voice. So that program opens again April 1st for the spring season, so people can sign up now for that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for all that wonderful information and for sharing your story with us, Nicole. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm so happy to share my story, and I hope that it may inspire others to just get out of their own damn way. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more inspirational stories of how powerful people have learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Are you a master at getting in your own damn way in life or in business? Let Creelan Peters, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, show you how to tame your fear and embrace your greatness. Take her free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.